Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are back with special guest Joy Wendling. And when I say back, it's because she has been a guest on the podcast before, actually one of the first guests that we ever had. She was mine and my husband's parenting coach for a period of time. I refer to all the stuff we learned from her so frequently. And today she is on talking to us about play how to intentionally play with your kids. And I'm going to dare say, even when you just don't feel like it. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. I swear, it's always when you sit down to record a podcast episode, send a voice message to a friend or a client, your family is always the loudest. All that to be said, I'm super grateful. My mom is here with us this morning, just hanging out before she heads off to work and allowing me to record this little intro for this episode so we can get it out and share it with you guys. So thanks, mom. Um, I want to share this episode with joy with you guys today. But first, I have to tell you about the Connect with God live five-day consistency challenge. Sisters, I hear you when you're saying you want to deepen your faith. You want to grow in relationship with God. You want to get in his word and feel connected with him consistently. And that is exactly why I have partnered with God to create this challenge and bring it to you. The results are you're going to grow. You're going to know and you're going to flow. You're going to grow in consistency in God's word and prayer. You're going to know who God is and who you are in him. And you're going to flow from this firmly rooted faith. So if you want to join us in this free five-day challenge, sisters, go to intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God. The link is in the show notes. I'm so excited to see you in there. There are door prizes and so much more. And now I bring to you Miss Joy Wendling. Hello, sisters, and welcome back. We are here with Joy Wendling. She was a guest on the podcast previously, and she has been my and Robbie's personal parenting coach. We walked with her through her program in 2022 and just fabulous. I talk about it and her all the time and all the things that we've learned totally transformed our bedtime routine and the way we relate and play with our kids. So that's my intro to to Joy's intro. And so Joy is a wife and mom to five girls ages two to 10. And she's also the host of the Playfully Faithful Parenting Podcast. She and her family live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. 
and she served in children's youth and family ministries within the church, Christian preschool, and through Young Life. In 2016, she earned her master's in youth, family, and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary. And though her primary ministry is her family now, she coaches parents in discipline and discipleship using play and the Connected Families Framework. Joy, I am so grateful to have you back on the show today, sharing all of your wisdom and encouragement with us moms. So first, thank you. Also, anything more you'd like to add to that fantastic bio? No, I uh, thank you so much for having me back. This is the first time I'm a second time guest on a podcast. So that is an honor. And and, um, I just love what you're doing and the way you serve mom. So glad to partner with you in that way. Thank you so much. I know this is um, something I feel like I've still maybe not still been struggling with, but have been struggling with a little bit recently in parenting is play. And I know like it is your strong suit for those of you listening, you can't see, but Joy actually has play just written right behind her um, on her backdrop here. And it's, it's just such a reminder. So when I was like, man, I'm struggling with play. It's on my calendar as like a non-negotiable item this year is to intentionally play with my three and a half year old to give him undivided attention and just sit with him and be with him and have that connection through play. And I struggle with it. I'm being totally transparent here. Like I have a tendency to grab my phone or want to be on my phone or I'll clean or organize or, you know, it's just not actually sitting and being present in the play with him. And so I was like, man, if I'm struggling with this, I know other people probably are. And Joy is a person to go to. So Joy, I'm going to give you the floor to talk all about play. Um, what Maybe we'll go back and forth a little bit, but I'm excited to listen in and learn from you and um, have this conversation. Oh, thank you. I love talking about play and I love encouraging moms. And first, I just want to say it is totally normal to struggle with playing with our kids because the thing is often what our kids want to do is not true play for us. Mm. And so we look at it like, Oh, it's play. I'm supposed to be having fun, but we are all designed uniquely. And so we, and as we grow up the way we want to play and need to play changes. And so it is okay to struggle with playing with your kids. It's okay. It's not, it does not reflect poorly on you as a mom or the way you love your kids or delight in your children. It just means that you were designed to play differently than your child. And so my first encouragement is to make sure that when you if setting aside time to play with your kid is amazing, I would help. Um, I would suggest that you go back and forth and sometimes invite him into your play. So what, what do you love to do? What are things that bring your heart joy and um, that you would do just because you want to do? And then can you invite him into that occasionally? So that would be the first thing. Can you think 
I see you like nodding your head. Is there something you can think of that you might invite him into? Well, as you're saying this, I'm thinking I'm I'm already feeling more confident (laughs) because I'm like, that's every Monday we have like scheduled family gym time. Um, And after, you know, Robbie and I have our workout, we'll go to the pool together and swim. We recently went to the trampoline park and I had so much fun and I know that he had a blast also. And so we're like, maybe we need to do this more regularly as a family. Um, We went ice skating recently and I was like, I did way better than I ever have before. (laughs) I was not like terrified of falling. And so I'm like, maybe we should do this more as a family, but um, other things like painting and coloring and, you know, just like quiet, crafty time like that. Um, But I find in that I struggled to invite him in because he is like, you know, crazy, reckless toddler and and then his attention span short. And I'm like, no, I just want this to be like a Zen place, you know, and he's just like rambunctious or like, you know, look at this mom. And so I can't focus on like the creativity of what I'm trying to do. Um, But yeah, there are, there are things that I can think of. And, And as I grow my list more of like, what do I enjoy to do for play now? I know I can invite him in. So that's great. Yes. Yes. And I think often, so I talk about um, something I call micro play, which is play that takes 30 seconds to about five minutes or so. And it's, it's easy play. And so for me, sometimes micro play is a dance party or um, even drinking my tea hot. And you can pour a little cup of herbal tea for your kids and invite them to just sit down at the counter three to five minutes within their attention span and, you know, set out a a simple snack, but drink the tea hot. Don't tell them until it's all ready. And then just invite them in so that you can enjoy that tea or coffee hot. Because for me, that is a moment when I am experiencing the goodness of God. And that for me is what play is, is just a moment where I can sit and think and say, God, you are good. And you invite me into your goodness. And then I can sometimes share that with my kids. I don't always invite them into those moments, but when I'm trying to be intentional with play Um, I find that having that balance is really important for them to see that, oh, sometimes I need to play the way other people enjoy it. And sometimes I can play the way I want to enjoy it. And so with crafting as well, um, I have experienced the same thing as you as where I want to get all the materials and have like this great time and I want to finish it, you know, and be completely absorbed in my time. But um, for me, I have learned if I can set up some different expectations for myself. So like, say I'm going to do watercoloring with my kids. I They love for me to print them like coloring pages and then we'll do watercolors together. I will pick one of the coloring pages I did for them and set it aside. And this one is going to be mine. And they might go 
through five or six different coloring pages and just keep going up. Oh, I'm done with that one. Okay. Here's the next one. Oh, I'm done with that one. But I sit there and I work on just one page the whole time. And I have my own paints that I don't let them use. I'm like this, these are for mommy and here are your paints and these are for you. And learning, just practicing that um, side-by-side parallel play is what it's called when you each work on your own thing. But for me, um, recognizing that, yes, my preference would be to have this table set out with all my supplies. Um, But in this moment, I'm also, I'm not just playing me and God. I'm playing me and God and my kids. And so I have to have some different expectations. And just when I allow myself to think through and say, okay, this isn't going to be this experience. It's modified. What can that look like? And how can I enjoy it and enjoy them? And so um, I find, you know, if I plan it out ahead of time and prayerfully say, God, I invite you into this modified play that I enjoy it more. And it takes a few times for my kids to learn that I'm parallel playing. I'm playing beside them. But um, so the first time they are a little bit more distracting, but they do eventually learn because they enjoy having you with them. And so your kids want to do the things that will help you to want to spend time with them. Kids are designed to please people that they know like them and that they can trust. And so as we become a safe place and show our kids that we're delighting in them and delighting in playing with them, they are going to want to do things that please us and um, that make those opportunities happen happen more often. So that is, um, I think what you were talking about with crafting again, just that expectation and modification can be really helpful. Wow. Um, yeah, (laughs) that was so much. I have like two pages of notes already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I loved what you had said about, um, you know, kids, kids are designed to please people they know and love and trust. And it's funny because I've been seeing that lately in my three and a half year old where, you know, he's like, oh, mom, here's this snack. And he just like puts some sand on a plate or something, you know, like, and um, I was like, oh, no, thank you. Please keep your sand in the bucket, you know, because I don't want sand. And he's like, no, you just pretend like nom, nom, nom. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it's something that he's learned from me of this, you know, pretend eating. And I remember, you know, when he was little and he didn't have that imagination and and it was mostly me doing the imagination aspect. And then now he's doing it and now he's like teaching me, right? Um, And so I just think about that, you know, it's just been those experiences before where we have just delighted in and play together and he's learned. And now he's like, no, mom, do what you did before, basically, because we had fun doing that. Um, Yes. And so that was really sweet. And all these different ideas of, you know, modified play and parallel play and micro play. And um, I love your definition of play and 
just so much goodness that you had shared already. So, wow. Okay. End of podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure you have so much more to share. Yeah. So uh, with this, you know, kids being designed to please us, I've read a statistic that said even five to 15 minutes of intentional play with our kids a day can help eventually, not just magically overnight, but can eventually help discipline issues go down by 50% just because they know we like them. I think it's so important. That is one thing that play shows our kids in ways that our words cannot. Um, It's really important for kids to know that they are not only loved, but liked and delighted in. And play does that because it shows them, I want to spend time with you and, um, and that I enjoy spending time with you. And so that's why I think one of the reasons why play is so important. And when our, especially our mornings are kind of going off kilter, I will put on a song for our family and we kind of reset. We have a little dance party and it just reminds me like Zephaniah 317 when God delights in us and sings and rejoices over us. It reminds me that I like my kids and they are fun people to be around and it can pull me back into a good relationship and a good spot with them when I feel like I'm losing it. And so play is really powerful in that speaking that message of delight that I think is so important for kids. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I want to, I want to touch base on something that you just said, because I think it's so huge. Um, working with moms a lot and we focus a lot on mindset and I think it's not like the reason people are jumping into the program, right? But it's one of those things that like you, you just can't skip over it. Whenever you see these mindsets, it's like, okay, this is really the thing that's holding you back. And so when you said, I like my kids and they are fun to be around, those are beliefs and thoughts that that sometimes we need to choose to have. And, and it can totally change, you know, the outcome and and our actions towards our kids. And I remember, you know, plenty of times where that was not my thought. I remember when my son was a lot littler and we'd do Legos or, you know, Lincoln logs or something. And he always wants to knock the tower over. And I'm like, this is so not fun. Like, I do not want to play with you right now. You know, it's like, it's our responsibility as parents to manage our emotions and again, expectations. And then, and then, educate them and train them up and say, Hey, you know, this is awesome. Like we'll have a time and place to knock things over. But if you're just coming and knocking people's stuff over all the time, like ain't nobody going to want to play with you. But, um, to choose those thoughts, I think is so powerful because then when we're, when we're showing up to play with, I like my kids and they are fun to be around. I delight in them. Everything can change. And so I just wanted to point that out because I think mindset is so huge. And I think you had mentioned mindset before we hit record too, of how much it is that. And, and I think every time I'm struggling with a situation or a circumstance or whatever, 
and I don't focus on the mindset, then it becomes complicated. But even just having you say this now, I'm like, well, I can, I can show up and play with my kid every day now because I realize how much of it is mindset and my own expectations and so on and so forth. So I just had to share that while you had spoke to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And I think our kids pick up on that. And that is, you know, a deep desire of all of our hearts is to be liked and enjoyed. And um, I mean, even God, you know, he gave us free will so that we would choose him because there is power in choice and what we choose. And so for our kids to see that we choose them by playing with them speaks much more than the things that we don't choose sometimes, you know, like we have to give our kids a place to live. We have to feed our kids, but we don't have to play with our kids. And, and that is a choice that we get to make. And so that speaks really loudly to them. Yeah. The so chosen is like, yeah, you know, yeah, I love that show. But, but you well, know, and you saying that was like, yeah, that's powerful. We yes. all want to be chosen, right? Yes. And in John 15, Jesus says, you didn't choose me. I chose you, you know, and we can say that to our kids because our kids, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And we choose to spend time with our kids and um, especially when it's an intentional play. That is a choice that we get to make and it can just speak to them and speak into their identity for a lifetime. Yeah. And so it's really powerful. One of the things, and we might be going a little off topic here, and I don't know if you know the answer, but I saw this Facebook reel or whatever it was recently. And I think it was a different guy on a podcast, um, ironically enough, (laughs) but he was saying, he struggled so bad getting on the floor and playing with his kids. And, and at one time he realized it's because growing up, nobody ever, no adult ever got on the floor and played with him. And that's why he realized he struggled with it so much. And I was like, oh my goodness, mind blown, you know, and I can remember back my parents, you know, they had work and they had their friends and their life, you know, and they, they did the best with what they had and what they knew. Don't we all? Um, but I can't remember a time where, where anyone got on the floor and played with me as a kid. I remember as I got older, you know, I would go to my one aunt's house and she would do crafts with me and, um, helped me sew bell bottom pants and whatever we would cook together, bake together, you know? And so that was, that was a form of play, but, um, I don't remember as a little kid, you know, my son's age or or much older, it was always just go outside and play, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was play with something for kids, not for adults and not for adults to, to participate in with kids and be on that floor level and give that attention. And so, um, I just, I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, this, this might be why I struggle with it so much, but obviously you've given a bunch of other reasons, you know, logical explanations as to why so many of us feel this way. Um, but I didn't know if you had anything to touch base on that. And I know you have um, in addition to that, something else that you wanted to share about play personalities. So 
Wow, it's always so much fun having Joy out. I'm so grateful for the information that she shared today. I want to encourage you to come back tomorrow to listen to part two of this episode where she answers this question that I asked at the very end and shares more about just intentional play with our kids, some psychology behind the importance of it, and some biblical truths as well. So share this episode with a friend. If it has blessed you, leave a review and we will see you tomorrow for part two.